0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hillary Ramos Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio, dedicated to inspiring the human spirit and raising the collective vibration one show at a time. Hi, I'm Hillary Ramos. Thank you for joining me this hour. I look forward to a journey filled with inspiration and love. As we travel together every week across the World Wide Web to bring connection into your lives on all levels. Tonight we have a very, very special guest joining us for our monthly astrology with Mary LaMondo. And for those of you who are new and just joining us, Mary is an astrologer and an Egyptologist who has over 20 years of experience in psychology, metaphysics, and world mythologies. As an archaeoastrologer, her areas of ex- expertise are ancient Egyptian and peruvian cultures mary has lived and worked in egypt where she received her degree in egyptology and she currently leads trips to egypt and peru in fact mary will be hosting our equinox initiation tour in egypt coming march 19th through april 1st and if you would like more information about that tour we still have space open for you to join us please go to my website hillaryramo.com and you'll find all the contact information there waiting for you so we have lots to talk about tonight, Mary.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> Welcome.
0: It's a busy month. Yes, it is. And thank you so much, Hillary. Well, I have to tell you, last month was a doozy, and I'm sure we all, we all felt, you know, something going on in the air as we collectively went through all of those tides with the planets. But, you know, what's interesting is that every month when you come on and you talk about what's coming up, it's very helpful in the sense of knowing how to plan out certain things, and I know we've talked about this at some length before, but for those who perhaps are listening to the show for the first time, maybe we can just quickly go over the benefits of understanding how astrology works with, with people who perhaps aren't necessarily attuned with actual astrological happenings. How would this particularly apply? What would you say to them if you were to meet somebody, and I'm sure you have, who maybe doesn't have such a, deep background in astrology, why bother? What if you know, what what would your what would your answer be to that?
1: Well, one word, stress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone on the planet right now is undergoing some kind of stress and we we all know what that's about. And sometimes, even if you don't know astrology, You just kind of look around and you go, "What the heck is happening?" And you know, whether we're talking about biorhythmic cycles, whether we're talking about planetary cycles, whether we're talking about um, just in the midst of you know living in South Florida right now, in in the middle of you know not even quite peak hurricane season, but there's a lot of things brewing. And uh, people have been asking me about Mayan calendars, about different things that that show that we're in a collective cycle of, let's say, almost like a post-traumatic stress syndrome of being human, if, that, if such a thing could exist. And the stressors that we're living through are environmental. Um, they're, they're certainly having to do with collective tides of change. And sweeping cycles of change are the easiest things to look at um, in terms of astrology because we could go back and we could look at history. And so we can say, well, during this Uranus cycle, you know, the... French Revolution and the American Revolution changed things. And we can go back and we can look at the 60s and we can see how cycles work. And in our own lives, um, we can go back at certain points, high peaks as well as low points. And just if you plot that astrologically or if you have a chart read, you kind of get a feeling of what was going on. Now, in hindsight, yes, it's like a prophecy that you just want to know so that you can do something about it and it never comes true. Um, or you can avert disaster, how, however way you want to look at it. But just knowing that sometimes, let's say, for instance, you're not the only one who's feeling this, or if you are feeling it, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and there are reasons for it. And there's also um, almost like recipes that you can follow to make, you know, lemonade out of lemons when you're not Mm -hmm. having a good period. I find how in everyday, normal life, that's how astrology helps people. It's different it's you don't necessarily have to be spiritual or religious to follow astrology it's very scientific and some of the most logical people I know who are you know totally into computers and just like to look at all the fancy graphics that like you can do with a chart like it because of that you mm-hmm. can plot it and it looks very similar to a biorhythm except that it's on a wheel and so once you get in tune with it, you can see your cycles because all astrology is is looking at different planetary cycles and how it affects us on psychological levels, physical levels and spiritual levels. Because we're all we're all one when it comes to that. And on another level, if you start separating, you know, into, you know, the medical uh, you know, branch of, of things has looking at your body, you have psychology looking at your mind. You have religion looking at your soul. But the one thing about astrology, it's a nice, unified, holistic field where you can go in and you can just really look at the human uh, biological organism as a spiritual as well as a psychological entity, and it works. <laughs> it does. It
0: really does, and it, and it's interesting because I like how you put that because it, it you know, pe- people have lived by this for for centuries and centuries, and in fact... It's a very old art and it's gotten lost in the workings of things throughout the years and there's many reasons for that personally, I think. But however, what's happening is many people are becoming a lot more aware of the cycles and the more they do introspective work on themselves, whether it has to do with healing or you know, trying to manifest something in your life or if you're trying to just overall improve your sense of well-being or seeking out empowerment in some way, helping to understand your own personal cycles is a tremendous act of power in the sense that if you take that on and pursue that, then you know usually that leads to understanding um, in cycles on more collective levels, such as astrology. So what do we have going on this month?
1: Well, in, in, we, we have, well we have a lot, so I just jump right into it. But but one more point I'd like to make also in terms of just understanding the psychology, I do a lot. I'm trained as a psychologist, so I do a lot of work with with families, with people who have children and. It's great to see a family and an astrological theme emerging when you look at children with parents. And so there's also a very helpful way to look at it in terms of a family dynamic and to just kind of see where your karmic patterns are with your kids, what your psychological patterns are. And you can, you know, sometimes there's, a, there's an old, uh, you know Arabic saying where they talk about you know you have five fingers on one hand, so you know in a family that even though there's three children born to the same exact parents, all three of those children can experience those parents differently, as well as each parent experiencing the child differently so mm-hmm. those things are very important when you look at astrology as an overall tool to use in your everyday life there, there's many 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 ways to use it, but Now, in terms of what's going on for us this month, last month in in August we had two major eclipses which fell on the new moon and the full moon. This month we have no eclipses to kind of stir the pot, but what we're dealing with is what what got stirred up last month because these eclipse points last for um, sometimes three to six months. It's kind of like you throw a rock into the pond and you watch the ripples as they move through. Um, The first astrological indicator that we have this month is the full moon in Pisces, which is uh, on September 15th. And sometimes this moon is called the harvest moon because it comes right... Uh, before the uh, fall equinox, which uh, is also right around the corner, of September 22nd. So when we talk about a full moon in Pisces, Pisces is a water sign. And so suddenly what we're feeling are are the tides. You know, you can kind of feel very out-of-body type experiences. Um, we may feel a little fuzzy that, you know, around the full moon, which sometimes with a with a very intense full moon, uh, or someone who's very psychically sensitive, you can feel that maybe three days before the actual day, and three days after the fullness of it. So watch for your dreams around September 15th, because it's as if the the etheric levels, the astral planes, will really be speaking to you and really wanting to give people messages. Um, there may be lots of feelings of oh. Uh, I, I am just don't know why, but I feel like I just want to break down and cry. It's almost like it's a very emotional moon. Now, all full moons are emotional, but, but this one, in the essence of the sign of Pisces itself, is very kind of formless and intuitive and just wants to reach out. So you want, it, there's a lot of compassion during this time. And you also want to be very much in tune, as you were saying earlier, with the healing uh, realms, if you have time during this full moon period and you can just kind of chill a little bit, um, meditate, if you can get a massage, and sometimes I tell people it's just as simple, you don't have to do anything fancy, the, the old ritual sometimes works well if you just, we called it a full moon bath, you just get in your tub, fill it with some nice, soothing, you know, relaxing oils or bath salts or something, and just kind of give yourself a timeout because... This full moon comes with Uranus, which is the planet of change, right conjunct it, which means it's very close in the sky. They're, they're kind of like touching each other. And Uranus brings us this kind of jittery feeling where it's just like there's so much going on, we just get overwhelmed. So it's kind of a double whammy. You've got the full moon in and of itself, which is um, very profound on, on many levels and, and brings up a lot of different emotional uh, flux. You also have Uranus, which kind of can give you a little bit of that, um, well, wait a minute, you know, the sky is falling in kind of feeling. So you may see people just being more stressed than usual um, come this, next weekend around the 15th. So, again, take it kind of slow. You want to be much more gentle with yourself, with other people. Kind of practice, you know, this idea of if you can take time out, do it. And just know that if for some reason you feel more stressed out than usual during that time, it's the cosmic cycle and the rhythm will change. It's you're not gonna, you know, it doesn't stay with you. It's not like you're stuck there. But kind of go with that flow, as if you're just kind of moving through a choppy wave until the until the ocean quiets down a little bit. Um, there's Many other planets, you know, in the, that we look at in terms of what the patterns are in the sky. The outer planets are the ones that actually bring up a lot of stuff in the collective, and we see that as going on now with the elections and people kind of worrying about lots of different things on their uh, level of survival and fears coming up. Uh, Pluto is actually at 29 degrees, uh, moving into 28 to 29 degrees Sagittarius. It's the last. I want to say the last stand of Pluto in the last degrees of Sagittarius before it finally moves off into the new sign of Capricorn, which it will inhabit for about the next 11 or 12 years come January. And with the final, it's like the final stuff Pluto brings up is just what the collective is looking at right now. Um, where are we with our humanity? Where are we going? Are we evolving? Are we changing? Do we want to bring in a new vision as a collective? Or are we kind of going to going to be stuck with the same old same old and the trigger points for that interestingly enough this month um, fall between 9-11 and September 20th so that week we may see a lot of stuff rattling around in terms of the political vernacular and uh, you know people bringing up perhaps things having to do once again with the war on terror and our Enemies out there in the outer world, and and all of that stuff, you know, the the, mo- the momentum, the, the clamor, the din of that may get larger during that week. And what's going to happen is that through now through November and December, but by January 2009, it's as if we've walked through as a as a collective entity, a kind of like a dark tunnel, and we're mm-hmm. coming through to the other side where there is light. We just have to hold the vision, hold it in our cells of our bodies and know that that fear stuff that's out there is really an illusion.
0: That's a really, you know, it's really potent stuff that's out there right now. And, you know, September 11th brings up a massive collective consciousness that really hammers home the whole fear aspect. And with elections coming and, and, you know, the places of power changing in our country too, there's a tremendous amount of transition, and it's just really interesting that those trigger points, uh, you know, come in around that particular time. Because I think that not only is that coming in on its in on in itself anyway, but it's also coming in at a time when there's a massive influx of, you know, the the tragedy that happened on 9/11. You know, and collectively we've all been extremely traumatized by that, even on a, a subconscious level. And um, so I just wanted to put that out there. It's not something that pretty much you really can't put together yourself, but, you know, it's interesting how the planets are aligning to even more so emphasize
1: that particular point. Well, <laughs> yes, and the, and it's kind of like it's like a lesson plan. You know, it's like they, they want us, or not they, we actually, because it's really us that's doing it, we we want ourselves to really take a a hard look at what we're creating because, as we all know, um, we are creating our reality as we go along here. And that part of this, if we go back astrologically and we look at some of the cycles, especially between 1965 and 1966, so anyone who was born out there listening, who was born between 1965 and 1966, you have, not that we all don't have, but it's something, it's almost like some little vitamin E capsule in your DNA maybe going off thing. You know what? I just want to change. You know, I'm feeling like change is coming on, and I, and I don't really know why. It's like it's bubbling in because you were born during a time when these planets were revving up in a cycle that had to do with massive change, it was the, it was a Zeitgeist of the time that you were born in. Now that's come full swing to right now, moving right up to 2009, 2010, 2011, and we're going to see some changes that went that go straight back to the 60s. And in the 60s, it was all about it was a cultural revolution in the sense that yeah, you know, it was art music, but there was also a war going on. There was also a lot of stuff in terms of a big division between, you know, the Democratic Party, between the youth and the old people, between the, you know, it was about as polarized as you could get in the 60s, except out of that came this huge surge of change where, you know, if we look at life now, we think back to, you know, I was born in 1952, so I remember growing up in the early 60s. It's massive what what we've done in in those 50-odd years. So... If we think about right now as the culmination point of something that was seeded then, plus up the ante, more light, more frequency on the planet, more consciousness on the planet. It's like we're being given this whole, It's almost like a gift basket from the universe saying, "Okay, go on, move forward," and the co- this collective din of fear these old sounds are out there but they're basically out there to distract us from what the real power can be behind this which is holding your vision and keeping true to it, it feels like a very heightened and enlightened sense of being human i mean it's not like we're Going to not be human, or you know, turn into something that's you know alien or not from this planet. But it feels like we're moving towards a threshold that's been seeded and planted, um, even as far as this generation can can remember back. So it's an interesting time to be alive, and all of this is leading up to the autumn equinox, which is September 22nd, where the major planets go into the sign of Libra. And when the sun moves into zero degrees Libra, it's about balance. It's, you know, how do we bring in the harmony? Where where can we look for the balance and, and the integration in our lives? So we kind of get this, like, little glimpse of sanity. You know, it's, it, again, these are points where not everyone has to, like, know about it and look on a calendar and say, oh, my goodness, today, you know, it's zero degrees Libra or it's the autumn equinox. But it's kind of, if people do mark solstices and equinoxes, it's a big turning point of the wheel of the year for people who do observe those, uh, those cycles. And then good old Mer- Mercury goes retrograde on September 24th. Oh, great. So that's when we <laughs> do have a chance to go over all the fine prints and uh, you know go back and look over details and really scan things and re-edit them. And um, I, I usually tell people, and this cycle will last from September 24th to October 15th, And Mercury has to do with communication, so sometimes little things get held up, like you have a check in the mail that somehow gets delayed, or you're um, waiting to hear some news about a big job that's coming through, and somehow the person just forgets to call you. So during that point in time, you can be a little bit proactive, and if you feel like something's just not happening and you don't know why, um, I say go ahead and put your you know, best foot forward and, and and make lemon lemonade with lemons, do all the things you have to. But if it's something that can wait, like a major purchase, like signing a contract to buy a house or buying a car or doing anything major that can kind of come back at you in the long run and make you not happy, um, I would say hold off until after, after October 15th. Get it done at the beginning of the month, um, you know, even as far as, even if you can do it, by the full moon, that's great. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that Mercury, now again, not all times, but if you're uh, someone who's got, uh, and again, this comes in with your own personal birth chart, if you have a personal planet that's um, hooked up, let's say, with that Mercury retrograde in your chart with your own planetary pictures, then you may feel it a lot more personally than someone who doesn't have it touching anything in their personal birth chart. But in general, it's not a good time to make major purchases, if you buy something from the past and it happens to be delivered then or you just go pick it up or something that's a past decision, that's fine. But on September 25th, try not to go out if you can help it and buy a new car unless your car just breaks down in front of you and there's nothing else you can do. So buy your car before September 25th. Uh, yeah, because because <laughs> the, thing, the things it generally touches upon with Mercury have to do with travel, Communication, transportation, computer, those things Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's kind of like the mechanical things that we deal with every day. I remember at some point last year
0: I had every major appliance in my home crash on me within a month. And you know, I wish we were doing these shows back then because I would have loved to know what the heck was going on. (laughs) Well, well, you can if you can remember the date. If I can send me an email and I'll look it up for you because
1: (laughs) you might want to know that in advance for next time. Yeah,
0: that was pretty intense. I thought that was pretty interesting. But the good news is I upgraded to great stuff, so maybe that was the theme. For everybody just joining us, we're speaking with astrologist and Egyptologist Mary Lamondo. For more information about Mary's work, our equinox initiation tour to Egypt, or to schedule a private reading with Mary, visit her website, pachaterra.com. We know we've all heard about astrology, but how does it really work and why is it important in day to day life? Firstly, astrology is not a religion or merely a fortune telling device, but a highly developed spiritual science handed down to us from ancient times, combining astronomy, psychology, and higher mathematics. With the help of a skilled astrologer such as Mary, you can decode its symbolic language and use astrology as a catalyst for recognizing your own inner voice and clarifying your soul's potential. Astrology can also be used to view the general climate of the times we are living in, since we are all subject to the cosmic emanations emitted from the planets, especially the sun and the moon, the two main luminaries affecting human perception and physical energy. Each month, every living being on the planet experiences the ebb and the flow of the new moon and the full moon. Mary will be offering her intuitive insights on each month's planetary cycles right here on the Hillary Ramos Show, so stay tuned for next month. But in the meantime, go back and listen to this. If you haven't already subscribed to the archives, please do, please do so, because it's very important to hear the information live, but then go back and maybe you missed something or you need to make some notes about something. This is very useful information along with how and what you're doing. And if you want to give us a call we are taking calls, give us a call at 530-876-3222 and let us know what you think. Or if you've experienced anything particular with astrology or have enjoyed any part of the show and have something you'd like to share with us, please call us and we will be happy to talk to you. So, Mary, you mentioned something about, which I I want to go back and talk about Mm -hmm. real quick. We have uh, quite some, we have quite about, oh, we have about half an hour left. Um, You mentioned something about the people who were born in the 1960s and coming back into this very intense karmic soul group. what would you say how would they recognize that if if somebody was skeptical of that or they weren't quite sure they're like yeah right what would that what would that be affecting me now for how would that happen i mean how would you what would they maybe look for or maybe see happening in their life i know you mentioned stress is one of them but what could you be more specific is there something more specific they could look
1: for well that's you know that's such a, that's a, such an individualized um, you know perception in in terms of what it is I think it's it's a feeling of kind of being disenfranchised by what's around them and just feeling like you know what there's something different out there you know i don't get I don't get what's going on right now um, and it's like feeling like you're an alien in an alien land so is, and mm-hmm. this is something that comes from the inside it's not a feeling like you know what I mean you don't pop spots or
0: anything like that. It's, very deep. Does you know, so, it something have something to do with the old paradigm versus the new paradigm? There's a lot of talk about, you know, we're headed towards 2012, and, you know, I've heard it all from, you know, we're going to have massive earth changes to nothing's going to happen to people who haven't evolved are going to just flat out disappear. I mean, I've heard it all. It's just amazing how many theories there are out on the subject, and I'm not belittling them or, or talking you know, thinking that way. However, what I want to do is talk about you know what it seems to me, what, what it seems to me is going on right now is that there's this old paradigm and this new paradigm. and it's very clear even in the elections in the United States, of this old way of doing things versus this new way of doing things. And the children that are coming in, you know, we talk about indigo children, we talk about new consciousness coming in. But what I've seen, too, is that not only has this consciousness been coming in for quite some time, but the indigo children are growing up, per se, and they're becoming kind of a baby boomer kind of generation with the indigo aspects. And you have a big rift that's you know, pretty much showing up between the two paradigms. And I'm curious to know if the people who were born in that particular time are feeling it because of that rift.
1: Yes. Uh, yes, that's um, that's you know very short answer to that question, and and part of it is the bottom line is, is especially when we talk about things like eclipses bringing up certain issues in in people, it's like where's your vision? What's your vision? And each generation is a vision carrier for its own you know its 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 own method, its own kind of um, Germans have a great word they call it zeitgeist, It's like a mood. There's a feeling, and so when you talk about um, vision and and if your vision of what you let's say came onto this planet to do your mission statement whether it's and you have a personal one and you have a you have a collective one you have part of the the collective that you were born into as movement if that's coming up against brick walls everywhere. On the, on the first level, you're going to feel it, obviously, is the personal level, and you're going to say, you're going to just feel crazy, or like, what's wrong with me? Or, or, you know, you internalize it. You say, it's me. And then something blows. Like, like, like these big collective tides start moving, and you get a whiff of fresh air, and you kind of feel like out there, yeah, something's moving, something's changing, and I'm going to go with that flow, and I'm going to hold my vision. And you kind of hold your ground until that starts to move. And I think that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing like collective, where people who have just been standing off by the sidelines saying, you know what, I I don't know if I really fit in, or maybe I can do this better on my own, or maybe I'm just not sure, so I'll just you know, not do anything right now and kind of get from point A to point B. But suddenly, I, I think what we're seeing, especially in terms of this election year, was people got motivated to think differently, and you know, it's 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 a communal type feeling. It's not just like one person over here, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's different, and that's what again, if we look at these planetary cycles, is bringing in that 60s idea. I mean, you know, we, it's the age we are living on the cusp of the age of Aquarius. And what Aquarius is about, it's about group mind, and it's an air sign, and it's about doing things in a different way. And the key word for Aquarius is freedom. So when you go into that area, and whether it's on a personal level or whether it's looking about society and saying what's going to happen, the key words for where the zeitgeist is going or where the tides are going, it's about freedom. It's about mm-hmm. personal freedom. And if anything doesn't hold that as its, let's say, bottom note, then it's not going to fly, you know, because we're over the idea as a collective, as a race, as a species, of being controlled, being tied down, and being, um, you know, curtailed for what our true individual uh, Sense of self is, and I think that's what we're getting to. I think psychology was a very cutting edge point for, um, you know, the baby boom generation that grew up and the me generation and learning all about ourselves and you know doing all those good things. And then the next generation came in and they were they were they were kind of like into the healing. They were into the echo and uh, earth and green and taking care of the planet. And so we're going to see a lot of that coming forth. I mean, the whole business now is about taking care of the planet, and um, you know, that idea of the inconvenient truth that time has come is really true. I mean, today I was just reading in the paper that um, you know, a big chunk of ice about half the size of Manhattan broke away from the Canadian Arctic, and this piece of ice is almost 5,000 years old, and scientists are freaking out because they were taking pictures of it, and they went through cloud cover, and they came out of the clouds on the other side, and the chunk was, was gone. It was like broken off and that in like the blink of an eye. And so what we're seeing is phenomena, and I mean, Edgar Casey said this, things will happen in the blink of an eye, that logically, you know, you go, oh, my God. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't read the paper or, you know, just didn't happen to hear about it today, your life is going to go on as normal, whether you know that or not. But the idea that it's happening is something that, you know, the indigenous populations have been telling us for over a hundred years and we're particularly um rich in resources and we're particularly rich in land and so we've almost got, you know, like a, a an inheritance that that is also our responsibility to look into. And I think that's gonna be part of this future wave as well. You're not gonna be able to live and be on this planet unless you're uh, you know, part of the solution and not part of the problem.
0: Yeah, and I think that people are bumping up against mirrors left and right. And what do I mean by mirrors? It's those things that are trigger points for us that are in desperate need of healing on some level, and until we get it and until we move past that, then it's really difficult. I've just seen a lot of, a tremendous amount of people struggling right now. And the stress levels are very, very high. And, you know, when you throw into the astrological aspects of all of this, it does really make sense. There's a lot of it that really does follow the emotional. You know, it's kind of like the tides come in and out, but your emotional, if you can imagine it as a body of water, it does a lot of shifting
1: as well, too. So, exactly. And our bodies you know, are made up of 90, 96, 96 to 98% of water is in, is in us, so, and the, the rest of us is electricity. So we're really prone to these elements, and I know people say, well, you know, the planets are out there. It's actually, when we look at astrology, it's a symbolic science, but when you look at the actual atomic structure of what we're made of, we are made of planetary stuff. You know, Carl Sagan said we're star stuff, and he was, he was like one of the most brilliant, rational-minded scientists in the world and didn't believe a hoot in astrology. But he did say we are made of star stuff, so it's kind of interesting. And I don't want to leave before we talk about, we have the best part to talk about, which is actually the new moon in Libra on September 29th. And that's all about love <laughs> <laughs> some good some light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> well it's all good um it's just it's just how we how we perceive it, and again, when we're going through the more stressful um you know times, it's good to know because it's just you know it kind of like lets the chaos recede a little bit, and so you can see what's what what's actually going on and in it with astrology when you actually to read about it or i put out a newsletter which you know people can email me or email you and they can get the newsletter it's free or you have a reading with someone and it kind of gives you um it's kind of a peek through the cloud so to speak so not everything just seems like it's a dilemma you know every once in a while we all need to do something for ourselves so you know i always say you know get a get a massage or or a healing treatment first because you want to take care of your body and you know and then it's an astrology second because, you know, then then you can figure stuff out. And mainly what I like to do for people is look at their chart and then give them, um, you know, some pointers as to how to alleviate some of that stuff mm-hmm. that's going on. And it's my experience that people very rarely come to have a reading done when things are great. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they, they'll call me up and they'll go, oh, great, everything's wonderful. But they don't, you know, to have a reading, it's because you're coming in because there's either questions or, Something that's going on for you that that you really want to clarify. So that's what it is. It's a clarification process of something that deep down inside you already know, but we're helping you bring it out. So mm-hmm. not to um, you know stand like the like the oracle that I know all and you know nothing. It's more or less just helping you see what you already know, and and that's Yeah, what that's one of my pet peeves
0: for everybody out there. If you don't already know this, is when. You know, because I do intuitive readings and I call them intuitive readings intentionally because it's not about me standing here and telling you that you're going to meet somebody next week and they're going to be wearing a purple suit. It's about Mm -hmm. you going in and really taking a look at why you're asking for assistance in the first place. And I think that's such an important differentiation between um, readings per se because, you know, yes, there is an amount of looking at a chart or, or, you know, Feeling somebody's energy and saying, "Okay, I definitely see this, and it is definitely at work." But you know, you have to draw the line sometimes, and say, "You know, this maybe isn't necessarily for me to tell somebody. This is, nec- you know, maybe you ask a question, knowing the answer already. But if that person finds the answer to that question themselves, versus hearing somebody tell them, it's, it's just they they process it differently on all levels. Really, they they process it differently. If somebody's telling them that they need to take a look at their childhood versus they understand it themselves and they come to that answer themselves. And, you know, they make the connection between what's going on in their life with perhaps their father or their mother or, you know, something that happened that was perhaps traumatizing in some part of their life, then it's kind of a, it's a link that really starts to connect. Energetically, within even your brain, and, and there's even science to back up the fact. You know, positive thoughts can change the frontal lobe of the brain. So, you know, our power of our thoughts. I mean, we, we often don't think of thoughts as energy, and I've talked about this on other shows, but it really is. And when somebody goes in and does a reading, and they're telling somebody, you know, all about what they're going to do, and you do pick up on things. I mean, I'm, it, I, you, I know firsthand, and I've seen it happen uh, in on many different times when somebody can actually link up to something and see these impressions. Other people, you know, have experiences of connecting with people who've passed on or spirit guides or whatever, but you have to be very careful in how you implement that information, and I know you you are very good at that yourself, Mary, when you do readings because I've had readings with you before, but I, I'm, that's one of my pet peeves is when we go into psychic readings or we go into readings and, you know, people are told what to do because they just kind of go from place to place to place to place listening to somebody tell them what's going to happen, and in a way it just hands over responsibility to their own healing to somebody else and says, here, you do it. And that is just not going to do anything. It's not going to change the world. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need somebody's input to come in and help us through something because perhaps we're too close to a situation. So how do you know the difference? Well, you have to ask yourself, do you seek out readings because you are you just want somebody to tell you you know, which job to take? Or do you seek out a reading, per se, looking for something, a missing link that you can't quite put your finger on? It's like mercury. It just literally moves and shifts every single time you go to put your finger on where this is coming from. So I'm going off on a tangent here, but that is one of my, one of the things I really work very hard with in, in both my personal work as well as my public work, is making sure that that doesn't get handed, you know, people can kind of hand you these bundles of things and say, here, fix this for me. Do this for me. Tell me what I'm going to experience. And they're very happy to do it. But you have to be very careful to hand that bundle back to them and
1: say, no. <laughs> Am I making any sense? Mary <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah I mean after doing it for 25 years I, I certainly making a lot of sense
0: there's a big difference between the two and they're both energetics and you know you don't want to ever be codependent on somebody who is, is helping you in a healing setting or a healing situation it's really got to be about empowerment self-empowerment and not empowerment onto the person you're having a reading with you have to be very careful people should be very wary of that And as somebody who does intuitive readings, I I definitely don't do them the way, you know, it's done. And I'm very, very careful to make sure that it's done that way. There's often times where some impressions will come in because that's just what happens when you do intuitive psychic work. And that's just the way that it is. And it's more a curse than anything, I have to say. (laughs) Because these things come in and you have to say, all right, you know, I see you. But, you know, this person has to get it themselves. And you're doing them a great gift. By yes. doing that, because and, you're not telling them what to do, you're you're making them do the work and find
1: it out for themselves, and that's self-empowerment in a nutshell. Really, it is, and I and I think that's that's definitely where we're at. It's all it's all about the individual being able to walk in their power, and also, um, I would say more times out of not, um, what I do is have someone. I work with their energy before they come in, and I'm sure that you do as well and their guides are present and If there's something that you know doesn't get covered in the reading, it's because the guides are just not showing it, or yeah. vice versa um there's mm-hmm. something that may pop you know out of my mouth, which I wasn't going to say because that's something that the person is wanting to have expressed or brought out. So I kind of leave it with the guides and kind of, you know, just, <laughs> just withdraw. Well, that, yeah, and that's the way it should be. I mean, yeah. personally, I mean,
0: you're not going to get, I, I have this in my work and I'm sure you have too, but you're not going to get information that you're not allowed to, exactly. to work with with a person. And there's often times where I get the message loud and clear not even to work with certain people and to just totally stay away from a situation that's absolutely off limits, and the, the, you know, guys on both sides, both mine and that person's, are screaming at it, you know, as loud as they can. And you know, you have to honor that. You have to walk, know when to walk away from a situation that is blatantly not of your concern. And for whatever reason, it is what it is.
1: Yes, and I, I do think that there should pro- that there, there could be a whole seminar that you know gets done on the propriety of you know doing reading well we
0: should (laughs) create it and do it sure hey yeah well you know me I like to put things I like to just fill my plate to maximum level and go yeah there you go Um, for those of you just joining us we're getting a little silly here we're talking monthly astrology with Mary LaMondo and if you would like a personal reading with her which I highly highly recommend it's just very 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 informative and it's just incredibly helpful Uh, Mary what's the best way for people to reach you
1: um, well, the best way would be to um, call me on my phone, which is 954-972-5891 and just leave me a message that they're calling about astrology and I will promise you i get right back to you. Or you can go to my website, which is com, and that's all one word. It's a Quechua, which is a Peruvian word, and it's spelled P as in Peter, A-C-H-A, T-E-R-R-A dot com. And if that's too much to catch this time around, go to HillaryRaino.com and she will direct you. <laughs> Those are it's, the, it's all the there. Fastest way and you, you know, I do send
0: out a newsletter, too, so if you guys want to stay up to date with when Mary's coming on and my other guests that will be coming on, highly recommend to go to my website and sign up for the newsletter. Those email blasts go out weekly, and the newsletter email blast goes out monthly um, you know, Mary, it's just interesting because I'm so excited. We, we have our Egypt trip coming up, and it's filling fantastically, and I just think it's so important to tell people who are listening to the show that you will be coming and you are helping to host the tour. And, you know, we have a few minutes left in the show. We're coming around to the end of our show. We have about 15 minutes left, and I thought it would be interesting if we could talk about Egypt uh, for a bit. But before we do that, I'd like to also announce that I have just launched a brand new teleseminar series on dreaming. And if anybody's interested for more information about the teleseminar that will be starting October 1st, uh, there are personal seminars, and there are chances for you to work with me one-on-one for four weeks, and it's done by correspondence courses. so you can do these courses from anywhere in the world. And if you'd like more information, you'll find that at my website, Hillaryremo.com, and there's a link on my BBS radio homepage. I think we have a caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. My name Hi, is Tony. Hi, can you
2: speak up just a bit? Yes, my name is Tony. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Hi t- Tony. It's Tony. Yes. Hi Tony. Yes. Do you
2: have a question for Mary and I? Um, yes. Um, just about my um love life. <laughs> Where we and um do what
1: shall I tell you? What else do you What's um what's your what's your sign, Tony? Um Leo. Okay. And is it a particular question, or you just want to... Oh, no, just,
2: yeah, just in general, like... Okay,
1: then for for the general... Well, the good news is coming up September 29th, when the moon goes in Libra, the new moon, relationships are going to get, like, a little perk anyway for everyone. So we're going to be... um, That's a time when three of the planets move into Libra, so Mm -hmm. people who are Libras may be entering new relationships, they may be getting life refueled and relationships that were kind of like sputtering out. But for everyone else, in general, it's a good time to just look around you, kind of see what you want from a relationship, Mm -hmm. fill in your priority levels, and then see what the universe, it's kind of like a deck of cards. See what you're being dealt, and then if you want to change it, starting this new moon on the 29th, it's a good time to redo relationships. Now, if you give me your birth date and with the year, I can look at you personally Um, for a minute.
2: It's uh, August 1st. Uh-huh. 1961.
0: Okay. That's going to be an interesting chart, Mary, because August 1st was the solar eclipse. And we were just talking about the the, the range of
1: the 60s and how mm-hmm. that's coming around.
2: Yeah, that's what I was listening to. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Pointed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well...
1: um, Interestingly enough Tony you've got Jupiter which is the planet of expansion in 1 degree Aquarius with that with that Leo sun so Jupiter's opposite Aquarius in your chart in your birth chart and that shows that always for you your whole life there's a big push towards change and you do very well with things that are different you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. you you like you know people from different cultures you're wherever you go, it's like people that you know you you like to have friends from all different lo- walks of life, and also there's yes. a great humanitarian spark in you you know um you probably need to do something that's i want to say creative in a way but also mm-hmm. expansive um okay uh, I'm seeing like i don't know almost like entertainment or so what can I ask what you do
2: um I'm a photographer. <laughs>
1: Photographer. Okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it feels like you cover wide ranges of territory, <laughs> and um, you're you're really a true global citizen in a way. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: true.
1: I think that you. Let's see. Your question was about your love life. Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> but that's
2: interesting what you just told you me. Though very interesting.
1: Yeah. You need uh, you need a lot of and I don't mean this in a bad way, but you mm-hmm. need a lot of stimulation and a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Not that it's with many people, but the person that you're with needs to be intellectually stimulating because mm-hmm. um, you don't get along very well with boring old stiffs kind of thing. You know I mean? yeah. It needs to be, you know, and it, if that isn't um, forthcoming for you or if it just feels like there's nobody really stimulating around you at the moment or to keep your uh, intellectual interest or your creative interest perked, then for the moment try to concentrate on a new project starting in okay. the 29th Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but I do see, and again, this is not, you know, if you don't, don't have enough time to go into a depthy personal reading, mm-hmm. but that things are, as this Libra, uh, month transpires towards the end of, uh, September going into October, you will have a pickup, it feels like new people coming into your life. Okay. Okay, because it's going to start transiting your, your Jupiter and your Sun. So, um, are you involved with foreign countries at all? or people from foreign countries?
2: Um, yes. Okay. And and it's interesting that you said that because um, that I do want to start a uh, international humanitarian project through the arts. So
1: perfect. Well, neat,
2: neat. I would
1: say start. Um, you know, even though Mercury's retrograde on the twenty fourth, the new moon for you is going to be like good the whole month of September, end of September, going into October. So mm-hmm. if you want to launch plans and you can start sending out the letters and putting out the feelers, do it okay. before. Um, the Mercury retrograde on the 24th, but you'll okay. start seeing stuff come in quickly. That's a good. Fit. Okay. That's a good fit for you. Very good fit.
2: Oh, great! Thank you so very much.
1: You're welcome. Tony, yeah. are you in a
2: relationship right now? Um, sort of. Like it's um, yeah, sort of, kind of, but not really. <laughs> if you don't know if you call it that, yeah, for about two years, date like dating on and off the same person. Sort
0: of uh huh. And are you happy with that?
2: Uh, no, I'd I, I like more. I definitely uh-huh. like more. Yes. Yeah. So, but I don't know if that person is is quite
1: ready. Yeah, and I'm to say it's not that there's anything wrong with the person, but you might just want to set your sights like a little farther afield right now. It's almost like if you kind of move your vision off that this that one person right now. Yes. Yes. It mm-hmm. either will expand, or you're gonna expand out of it. You know what I mean, but mm, you don't understand. really have to put all your focus on it on that relationship um, right now, Arianna,
2: and it's very interesting. interesting. I would also add to that, Tony, to hold your standards
0: high, and if you're not happy, you know have the courage to you know step out and broaden your experiences and and really be clear about what you want in a relationship because okay. the universe really does give us exactly what we ask for. And oftentimes we don't like to hear that because if we're not happy with a certain aspect of our life, we don't like to hear that you know we've we've somehow asked for these situations, mm, but right, right. you know indecision creates indecisive circumstances Absolutely. in our life,
2: okay, and
0: yeah. so if you know that you're ready to move out and move into a more you know uh, relationship that feeds you on all levels, just you know not you know sometimes you know it's very common for people to settle for. Something that maybe feeds them financially or feeds them mentally or feeds them physically, but mm-hmm. we forget certain aspects of our life, for example, the emotional or the spiritual.
2: You yes. know, relationships,
0: it's very rare to find a relationship that feeds you on all levels, but it's certainly something yes. that you can seek out for. So I wish you the best of luck with that, and I hope that. Um, we've helped you on some
2: level. Thank you Absolutely. for giving us a call. Absolutely. Good luck with you. You can't so. imagine Thanks, Tony, how much good you luck. helped me. You know, <laughs> you know how to find so us so so if you need anything
1: else. <laughs> 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 okay. Bye-bye. Okay.
2: Take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. It Bye. Bye-bye. You
0: know, Mary, that brings up a good point, and as we're rounding into the end of the show, I'd like to I'd like to uh, touch base on that because I think that this really is an important topic and uh, relationships are coming up on a tremendous level because there, you know, there are closest mirrors and especially intimate relationships. People with, you know, within our inner circle or with, who we really share the most intimate parts of our life, whether it's our partners or our kids or our close family members, those are the ones that are going to trigger our most, oh, what do you say, in-depth kind of places where we kind of hold all of that stuff inside. And the shadow side of ourselves, which we often don't see so clearly because it's the shadow side, is really coming to light as we lean into these cycles this month particularly. And uh, the new moon is a perfect time to ask the universe for those things that you're missing or the things that you want. Be very clear. Very, very often we all know what we don't want and we make that very clear to the universe. And the universe says, okay, I won't give that to you. But if you don't say what you do want, then it's the same kind of thing as just not asking for anything. If you walk around your life thinking, I don't want to ask for anything, I don't want to bother anybody, I don't want to ask the universe to be successful, you know, I want to sabotage my relationships, or I want to sabotage my success. You know, that's exactly what we'll do, and very often it's subconscious. And so those shadow sides are very, very, they, they affect us from. Yeah, I would say it's place. like 99.9 subconscious. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Most it people really is. We don't so have, we have no idea. So, what do you do with that? You know, what do you do with that? Basically, I would say, and it's my, been my experience, in my opinion, that basically when somebody comes up against something that is very, oh, jarring or stressful or they just, you know, so it kind of throws them for a loop, per se, I would say take a look at that and see what that situation is mirroring to you. And I talk about this so much, but you know what? I just can't nail this home enough because it's not about what people are doing to us. They're, they're in this space. They're in our experience of reality because on some level our subconscious is directing the show. And I'd say the majority of the subconscious is directing the show. And it's basic psychology. I've studied psychology my whole life. And, you know, anybody who knows that understands it on an intellectual level. However, when these situations come up, you still get these kind of of out-of-the-blue things that come up. You know, it could be anger. It could be sadness. It could be whatever it is. And, you know, take a look at that and and kind of take it outside of you for a second and turn it around and, and, you know, notice its texture and its color and, and say, what is this? Where does this come from? And when you take a situation and you look at it for what it means for you, then what happens is it begins to dismantle the energetics of that particular situation, and you begin to heal it. It's like untying a knot. You can't untie a knot without looking at the knot very, very carefully to see where one end goes in and one end comes out. And so the same thing happens with our relationships, with our working situations, you know, and and all of the rest. So... Why does, what does this have to do with astrology? Everything. Because basically, understanding how we're affected by something that appears to be so outside of us, when it's really not, it's really not. You know, like Mary said before, we are made of star stuff, and we do, we do have these elements in us, and we have all knowledge. We're higher consciousness. We're not just little, you know, apes walking around and just deciding that, you know, I learned how to climb a tree today. I mean, we really have a massive amount of of empowerment within us. We have all the knowledge that there ever was and ever will be within us. And it's so important for people to sit back and start taking and owning their own empowerment situations and understanding that at a different level. Because until you do that, you're just kind of lost walking around asking for people to help you or to tell you what you're going to do. And then when these situations pop up and, and affect you, we go into victim stands and nothing ever changes. You have to know what you want, and you have to be willing to take a deep look at yourself. And we're coming to the end of our show. Mary, thanks so much for joining us. It was fantastic.
1: Okay, and I'm so um, looking forward Hillary. to you We've Never <laughs> coming to on. Egypt, but can, we, can we announce that we're doing an Egypt conference call really quickly?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, our Egypt conference call. Yes, that's uh, September 16th. You have to register for the call. You can go to my website. And uh, use the contact form, and just uh, you just basically have to send us your email and your first name, and you will get all the call information once you've registered for the Egypt Call. So if you have any questions, you're thinking of coming, just curious what Egypt's like, or you've already signed up to join us, you're welcome to come to that call. We will also be having a special autumn equinox meditation call on the 22nd, so you're welcome. They're free to join. You just have to register And you can find all of that information on my website. And if you would like more information about the Dreaming Seminars, that is there as well. So in closing, everybody, understanding that we are all connected is the first step to healing on a collective level. By raising our awareness, we lift our consciousness to a higher vibration, and it ripples outward to help lift everything around us. With every positive emotion and word we feel and say, not only to ourselves but to others as well, has a healing effect on ourselves, those around us, and on our planet. Healing means taking responsibility for our own lives and understanding what that means for us. Until next time, everyone, have a wonderful week, and I will see you next Thursday. Namaste. Thanks, Hillary. Have a great day. Bye, night. Mary. Thank Bye. you. Good night,
1: everyone.